What's, what's Tanji doing now? She's washing her paws. Oh, she's now chasing her tail. <laughs> she's properly curled like a dog. up. Yeah, no, no, kind of like more like a a um cat. <laughs> more like a cat, yeah. <laughs> but oh, she got it. She got it. What? She got the tail. Wow. In her mouth. I know she's washing her back full. That's the difference between a dog and a cat. A dog would just be doing it for hours without any success. Um, no, what are those things that are like woodlice? Woodlice? Yeah, but big. What about them? Pangolin. You know, is it? And pangolin, maybe. Oh, she's she all curled up. She's the COVID thing. She's they? like trying to, trying to curl up and grab her own tail. Mm. Curled up like a croissant. <laughs> um, oh. My friend has a similar... Well, at, um, at work, someone has a very similar-looking cat, which is called Crossing. Ah, my friend that I saw yesterday, who's Australian, and she works at. She used to work at our school, and now she's gone to this kind of much more middle-class kind of school. She said they're all called Henry and Oliver, <laughs> um, and uh, she said that they, because in our school, there's like a lot of teachers from different countries and different accents and things. Um, and in this one, they're just not used to it. So they're just obsessed with the fact that she's Australian. And they're always like, have you seen a crocodile? Have you seen this? And that? So she just makes up stories. And she told, them, she told them that they used to go huntsman chasing. And like, it was like a sport. Like you just go out hunting huntsman spiders. <laughs> and they're like, wow. Yeah. Huntsman hunting. Quite cute. Those huntsman spiders look horrifying. Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Ugh. I saw some video where someone had one that had crawled up inside the underneath the handle of their car door <gasps> and they sort of sprayed some poison under there and it still took like a minute for it to fall out. Oh god. And they're so big it kind of went splat on the ground oh. and then just walked away anyway. The poison didn't seem to even like particularly affected it. It was more like it was drunk. I heard they're not actually spiders, that huntsmen are like a different you heard. species. I heard. <laughs> heard? Heard. Are you sure heard? They're a different species. Yeah, they're not aliens. Oh. Why? Because they're just something slightly different. I mean, I guess it's just a biology thing. It's probably I'm like... actually not quite sure which ones they are. I don't. I'm trying not to think too much. Mm. Get All I know is they're big and they're everywhere. That's what people say. Because I know that there's a lot of spiders in this room always that we can't seem to get rid of. They just keep appearing. Yeah. It's massive. You need ones. something that eats the spiders. But imagine if you didn't yeah. have spiders, how many flies you'd have? That's the thing, though. We're on a second floor flat. How are they getting in? Well, How do they in, get in? They just keep breeding. Is that know. what's Flies. happening though? It's very unclear. Because hmm. I've not seen, we've not left them long enough for them to make a nest or whatever it is they do. What, the spiders? I don't understand spiders really. I mean, you've got a whole ecology of spiders going on in your... In your yeah. But we get rid of them. So like, I don't think they could be having babies. Wouldn't we see the babies? Like Charlotte's Web. <laughs> They'd be spelling wings out and going, wee! I don't know. I'm, and their little I'm, parachutes. I imagine spiders do have babies and they're very tiny, so you probably don't see them. Ugh. And also probably they just grow really quickly as well. You they forget, probably... sometimes when you, like, say, I think it's just because I have sort of allergies to things, but if you're just sitting or you're just, like, sometimes in bed, you just get a feeling like something's kind of bitten you, but not, like, terribly, not like a kind of mosquito or a flea. But just a kind of like irritation and there's just nothing there yeah but now you've said that all the i mean now i'm feeling it right now i feel like my yeah my ankle's been well, bitten sometimes by a you snake. feel like you're hiking <laughs> it up but, but other times i've actually seen a little red 
but why did you say that? Oh, You've just given all I'm of our sorry. listeners are now at home, and they're like, ah, shit, <laughs> sorry, I feel like I've been bitter. All of our listener. All of our listener. How are you, listener? Are you still listening? <laughs> I'm sorry that, no, there shouldn't have been a pause by this point. <laughs> there has been a pause. I've got a, a bit backlogged. Yeah. Oh, a bit of a pause in yeah. the publishing schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of enthusiastic at first and then work overtook. But it's holidays now for a week, for a puny week. For you. <laughs> Before the worst, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yours is just hotting up. Yeah. So what were you going to, why have you got to work today? Uh, it's an election test. What's that mean? I don't quite know why. Well, they, they sort of put out um, test election results. And so we sort of fetch them and put them into the graphic and things like that. Oh. Do they do it optimistically or do they do it like pessimistically? Like this is oh, it's probably going to be, or do well, they like I have, I have to be unbiased in, in how. Yeah, so how do they decide what, for the test what's, what they're going to choose? Uh, I don't know. They, I, I presume it's somewhat randomised, but they kind of the the, the results Toss are kind of yeah. The, the computer makes them up, but they're they're sort of within. They kind of, in some ways, look like plausible results, and then other times they're kind of ridiculous. But they're not just ridiculous, like just completely rolling the dice. Oh, because you've got to have all the numbers for different states and things. Yeah, like that. yeah. So it's kind of you know like even though the numbers are random, it's like California always will come out as democratic. It's not. Like, swing to be a republican state or something um i know far too much about u.s politics now as well yeah but although still you... at the same time not very much compared to most people in america yeah so i still although i think that well, you I say think, that I but... well i think that's sometimes a bit of an advantage because also people are always putting all these really? well particularly if it's like to appeal to people outside of the u.s um a lot of people get very used to the two-letter state abbreviations and things like that oh, yeah. and, and it's not necessarily clear what that is if you just see sort of nc somewhere and you're like well what does that mean i have no idea um no it's north carolina north carolina i was trying to work it out yeah north, north carolina something. very problematic state for me because they've changed their boundaries but the boundaries for some reason aren't in the official list of boundaries so i had to oh. merge them in myself what do you what's your actual part you have to code the that yeah, make do things the like that. Appear. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? What did you dream last night? I've forgotten. I told you that's yeah. why I've lost the phone. Yeah. I, was, I dreamt I was at your flat and that your toilet was plumbed in so badly that <laughs> steam came out of it when you pressed the button to flush it. <laughs> like schooled in hot as well, so it's like, very dangerous. <laughs> Um, be nice yeah, you could make it, it your own sauna no because it, was, it, yeah, smells it of was weed. yeah exactly it was it was that kind of thing i was like <laughs> this is unsanitary as well as dangerous um we did talk but that was quite a long time ago that was last week and we were talking about you fixing things and then um and when you came to paris once you just bought me a new toilet seat and fixed it because it was broken yeah and you have been fixing your bathroom. Actually, how is your bathroom going? Uh, I've, I've paused because ah, okay. I'm, I need to yeah. find replacement tiles. I found there's this um, manufacturer. Maybe I can find their website. It's open. But they make replacement tiles. And now most of their, their things are much, much fancier than mine because I just need the most boring tiles. You'd think they would be available. I just want a four-inch square mm, white tile. I bet if it's barbecue, they're pretty specific. 
Uh, yeah, well, it, I, I don't know. It's, it was a very common tile. It's just that it was in the sixties, and um, mm. everything is now made to metric sizes. But yeah, CD Jackfield for all your tiling needs. This is like our first endorsement, is it? Or like, <laughs> I don't think it's the first, but well, we haven't the really most specific. Most specific one, but they haven't they haven't paid us for this, and I haven't actually even used their services yet. I just looked. Yeah, you website, might, like, might regret so saying like, their name. It's very impressive. Well, I'll tell you what I have seen though, is that there's um there's this bar in Shoreditch, uh, Blues Bar, although on here, it's got a different name and they have the most amazing tiles and they made those tiles. And because I remember going into the bar and being like, wow, these tiles mm. are something. I like um, tiles. Yeah, it's really good. It's like, um, I think uh, what Tube Station has really nice tiles. Um, is it Regent's Park? I think it has these beautiful mm. kind of artichoke style Ooh. tiles and uh similar to that very sort of ornate style uh so yeah so if these people can make me tiles that'd be amazing although i'm, I'm slightly worried they'll be like 60 pounds per tile or something like that yeah if they're bespoke yeah maybe we should put a link to them and then somehow maybe they might hear about it <laughs> and then they'll end up listening to our podcast we don't want to do sponsors though because then we have to do that tedious thing of Just... like going so guys, have you, have you ever thought about making a website? <laughs> you tried. It's always flipping Squarespace, isn't it? I know. Have you thought about making a website? Just make one yourself. Don't use Squarespace. It's not that hard. Now you're dissing Squarespace. It's the opposite. Yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> We're exactly. We're going to be struck off. <laughs> no, no, they'll pay us. Just stop dissing them. I'm gonna, I'm, every week, I'm going to be like, so you don't need Squarespace. There's a load of overpriced junk. Look, I'll show you how to make a website for free. <laughs> what music have you been listening to? Well, the last thing that's on there is Lana Del Rey. Oh, I don't think um, I've ever that, listened to her. Partly what made me think of that, because uh, I don't think you'll like her at all. No. <laughs> um, all those collector's editions, I bet no one's collecting them now. <laughs> <laughs> No. They weren't really the overpriced junk they were. I know. I still have the artwork still have nice. CDs. I kept, yeah, I kept most of them. Do you? Did you used to be on Last FM? Do you remember Last FM? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, um, and well, also, what was I the one that went? People, sorry, I knew quite a lot of people that were early people. Oh, did you? There. Yeah, because um, the guy who good. founded it, it made quite a lot of money. Really? selling it off to whoever it was the audio some uh, German oh. people it still runs doesn't it because it was the audio yeah. scrubbler but um and then what was the yeah. one that went bust completely that was really famous it was like last at the same time as last FM. yeah Napster yeah it's still running because it was essentially a kind of it was one of the early up. streaming things wasn't it yeah but it was using um something you know peer-to-peer -peer stuff where it was sort of effectively downloading yeah music. That's so it. they were like it's too easy to pirate but i don't know it's kind of strange with piracy and um well if you think like when we were like most when we were like teenagers i don't know about you some people are sort of uptight about this kind of thing but it's ridiculous like what you would do is someone would buy someone who had a bit more money would buy the new whatever album and you'd copy it onto tape and then you'd all have a copy. Mm. Or even if you didn't, like I had a tape cassette Walkman, but I didn't have a CD Walkman for a long time. So anyway, I would like, so you'd kind of pool your music collection. So between yeah. you, you had bought it 
yeah. not everybody needed to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you really wanted to or you had money. But like if you well, were, there were the days and it's always been like that. Like my parents said, you know, like they would do that like with records. They'd be like, who can afford the new Grateful Dead album? And then they'd have like a listening party and they'd go yeah. around to someone's house and they'd sit and listen to the album on their record player. One of the things that's weird is that I feel with that, that you know, when you had physical media, such as CDs, you mm. had less choice because it's weird now in the way that you're streaming, you have access to, you know, tens and millions yeah. possibly of albums and tracks. Yeah. But at the same time, I tend to listen to the same kind of yeah, same. new ones. And in a weird way, I feel like in some ways I was actually better at switching around when I had physical media because you'd be kind of like, oh, you just listen to the same albums again and again. Then mm. you kind of go to look at it and you're like, oh, this thing next to it. Because also it's like people either kept it in sort of, you know, alphabetical order of the artist or the. Oh, mine was just in a stack. Or, on my yeah, table. most people, it's just like a big, massive mess. Um, I went on, on holiday ages just before lockdown. And um, it was this sort of nice little Airbnb uh, sort of artist studio. And they had a big wall of CDs there. And they, again, it was, you know, it's all of them out of order. But it was quite nice because you're just sort of like going oh, along really? and be like, oh, yeah, listen to that. And so you, you get much more... What do you what think CDs? of having them as a like, yeah, wall of things? Yeah. I mean, records in a way aren't either because you can't see them once they're like, if they're just all together, they just look like a load of spikes. I think, At least yeah, you can they... see something on a CD, but they're not very nice. To it has that kind of attractive quality without being directly interesting because it's kind of intriguing if you see a stack yeah. of records, with, like what's in there. Yeah. And an, an LP, when you see it face on. The oh, yeah. That's just um, normally has a much better. Yeah, it's much more of an artwork that way. I brought my record player up from Eastbourne. Oh. I haven't yet. I may have plugged it oh, in. I'm so jealous. Have you got records? Yeah. Did you used to buy yeah. them? Yeah. Do you have any I like? You can you... see them here. In oh the yeah. Do you have any ones from back in the day that you're like pleased that you've got now? Because I wish that I had bought records in the '90s when they were comparably less expensive. I did buy some. I used to buy like EPs. Because I just had like a little 60s dance set thing you could only yeah. play like singles on. Um, but now I wish that I'd bought kind of like, I don't know, a Weezer album or a Radiohead album or something like that. Because now they're like 50 quid or something. No. Yeah. Well, well, it depends if you get like an original one. But there's loads and loads and loads of things that have been reissued. I didn't buy vinyl back then because I didn't have a record player. The, the only times CDs I've done were... it is... A few times in the noughties, I went to gigs. And if I go to a gig, I'd buy their album at the gig. And I'd buy vinyl, even if I didn't have a record player, because it's nice yeah. to look at. But it would be expensive. But I think, well, I'd rather buy it. And then I'm giving the money directly to them. As I don't want to buy a CD. Why would you buy a CD now? Yeah, that's the thing. People do. Okay, you're right. They're not that cheap. No, really not. They're really not. And there will be shit ones. Like, if you actually want to, like, classic... Like Weezer Blue album or whatever, you know. So what have you got in yours, your collection? Not that many. It's what like name some? 50 records. Do you have any Porter's Head? Yeah, I have all of Porter's Head, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Including that fancy third box set that I've never actually opened. Oh. <laughs> That's gonna be worth lots of money. Probably. Yeah. Um when did you get that? Although I found, um, and this is so dumb, because again, like I bought it and I don't have a record player, but I just was like, this is good. In a charity shop, it was like a five or something. It's a House Martins record. Mm -hmm. So nice. I think uh, I have a House Martins one. Whole mm. one 
London Neil or something like that. Oh yeah, might be the same one. Yeah. I have a record as well that's that um did you give me it or maybe oh. Lee gave me it, but it was yours originally. It was like what? Um, <laughs> outrageous. It's, it's uh um sorry, I just can't remember words. Well, I I'll take a guess of what it might be. What would we have given you? Well, Lee gave away some of his Radiohead. Is it Radiohead? No. Oh. Because I've got one that's like a white vinyl. And for some reason, Lee gave it to me. I don't know why. He's probably listening to this and being like, I want that back. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Gary Newman. um, And someone's drawn around him on the front cover for some reason. Oh, that wasn't mine. That wasn't you. Okay. No. Probably a It could have been... It could have been from maybe I imagined it from Lido on that electro party we had, <laughs> which we never talk about because <laughs> it's well we do talk about, but then we quickly don't again. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mercury, <laughs> there's an amazing photo. Oh, of you. <laughs> I Freddie that. Mercury <laughs> kneeling on the ground and we're all around you, <laughs> bowing down. <laughs> You've got a moustache and everything. we put foil on the walls to make it look more electro pop yeah it worked really well i think the foil stayed there for ages afterwards didn't it it was like yeah i think so it's like andy warhol yeah Um, (laughs) sort of (laughs) anyway i need to complete the model boat and then i'll have space to put my record player where that's currently resting and then i can listen to albums you're making a model boat yeah, for the pond outside. Oh. I started enthusiastically in early <laughs> lockdown days and it's at the point where I have to paint the hole and then fit the mast and all these bits and I've kind of lost. The what are you making it momentum. out of? It's a kit, but oh. it's, the kit is much, it's much less of a kit than I expected and it's really just here's some instructions on paper and here's some wood. It's like the sort of bake-off instructions where they're just yeah. like, make a so, flan. And there's no... So some of the pieces are cut to the right kind of length, but they're not shaped like a boat. You kind of have oh. to saw. There's no piece of wood I'd that doesn't require I'd be crap at that. I'd be so attention. crap at it. It would just end up... I'd just get frustrated and it wouldn't this is fit. So oh, cool. Um, so oh, very nice. it's made of mahogany. Oh. Um, what did you used to do, Epics? A few times as a kid. Aww. I can't remember, like a couple of planes. I think everyone, almost second plus. No, I haven't. No one in my family. No one. No, no one, as far as I know. Well, well you didn't miss out on much. The smell <laughs> of um, whatever it is, plastic cement. <laughs> um, the annoyance of little tins of enamel paint. Yeah, were you also ever into like painting little figurines? I did again that briefly did you? Yeah, with Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> In your nerd I won, days. <laughs> I won some competition for making a diorama. Did you? Yeah. When was that? Probably at about age 13, 15. Aww. Um, I mean, this was only in Eastbourne, so it wasn't yeah. a particularly high stakes competition. Um, <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm unsure listening back, and because we have no feedback, who knows? People maybe are not actually listening. But whether talking actually saying our dreams is just really tedious or if it's interesting because yeah. I like hearing people's dreams but then it's hard to know it's uh I think I was talking to a friend last night about this 
um, mm. because I was talking again about my master's um, project. Yeah. And a lot of people, I say this, you know, how the people, there's that sort of saying that, you know, there's nothing more boring than hearing yeah. about other people's dreams. But I don't agree but, with that. No, I don't agree. But I think it's also partly, though, uh, I was saying, though, that from reading lots of dreams as part of that project, I think it's also how that that it's hard to describe them well. Mm. Because I was saying that Which as well, that we none of the dreams I really found were very readable. And, um, mm. you know, and I was also sort of saying at the moment, you know, I'm reading... Uh, the unbearable likeness of being. Oh yeah, how are you getting and on with it? Good, I like it. But um, it, but I mean, it's also very, it's very nicely written. That's the thing. Is it's like yeah, it's, it's quite poetic. Almost isn't it? yeah, that well, it's someone who's, who's who's very good at writing, and then you sort of take that and write something that sounds dreamlike. Whereas most of those dreams I read were either for psychological analysis yeah. or their people's sort of personal dream yeah, diaries. not his actual dreams. He's so, just writing yeah. a book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to make it, but it's, it's funny to make it seem like a dream. And that actually, you know, ties in with this film as well, because that's like one of the complaints. Yeah. Lots of people I was have about to, to say what film? Jerry. <laughs> 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 um, that's got to go in the best bits at the end. I do you find as well, though, like even though I like hearing people's dreams, sometimes even reading them I'm like I'm just waiting till I can say mine like I enjoy talking about my own things more than listening to someone else's which maybe yeah. just makes me sound like a sort of no I think that's reasonable selfish egotistical maniac um but yeah you're kind of like oh that reminds me of a thing in my and then you're just like waiting for them to finish like yeah 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 but I just <laughs> I do well, like one of the things those, I found though yeah I was going to say, though, like with that dream that I was telling you about, is that when you start recalling it, you you kind of put together things and mm, that yes. you wouldn't have done just by thinking about it. That's because what, I was right. sort of saying that when I was I, I sort of at this this flat that I thought was that was yours, and I was like, you know, this toilet that vents steam, and I was like, oh, it was actually though my old flat I used to live mm. in. But then as I started to recall it, I was like, oh no, it's actually more like the place yeah. you lived in Bath, and I'd forgotten that you lived there. And so it was yeah. only sort of through re-talking about it that it kind of pieced together. Which is a bit like, um, you know, association stuff in therapy and like EMDR, which I've like had a little bit of experience of, which is essentially doing that just that. Like? It's, uh... oh, God. <laughs> Look it up. I did know that and I've just. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, I'll Google it. You, you take, carry yeah, on saying what you. about it and I'll look it up. Is something to do with eye direction or something? Because <laughs> it's to do with, no. Uh, and memory yeah eye movement desensitization and reprocessing yeah so it's kind of just like reprogramming not reprogramming that makes it sound a bit dramatic but you just kind of um a bit like sort of meditation you're just kind of noticing what comes up in your brain but because you do it in a kind of meditative way and you 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 either tap or you like move your eyes from side to side like like right kind of echoing kind of rapid eye movement I suppose um but tapping works quite well because you do different rhythms and the kind of the conscious act of trying to follow a rhythm which seems quite simple but mm. actually can be like something that you have to focus on at the same time as kind of reliving maybe like a traumatic memory for example um is is really interesting because it makes your because you have to kind of focus on both it it makes your kind of your brain kind of not only go over the memory but kind of make connections 
and also kind of maybe like change it a little bit and it's because that's kind of comforting I suppose and it distracts you I don't know fully how it works actually but um but you do like you say like as you because you pause every now and then and you kind of go okay what this is coming up and sometimes like surprising things you know like you make this mm. sort of link like why am I thinking about that that's not mm. where I started from but then when you think about it you're like oh well that makes sense though because it's connected in this way so I suppose that's kind of yeah how our brain works which is why Freud was interested in people's dreams and I am I think more interested in people I know very well hearing about their dreams because it gives you an insight into them and the things that they don't say maybe and the things that they're kind of unconsciously worried about or thinking about and it's interesting someone you don't know it's less interesting because you're like well <clears throat> I don't know I guess also become it can become more interesting longitudinally when you hear lots of them. Yeah. Internet, yeah, that's true. There's, um, there was okay. a Grey's Anatomy episode that got the um, DR. All right. Good. Right. Doesn't say which episode, so just watch them all. <laughs> there's only like three million episodes. Of um. Yeah, and um, but also that other people can kind of give you ideas of why you might have thought of that like because you definitely have said a few dreams where you're like fixing things so I don't know I'm not gonna like no, I was saying tell you what that means well. but I've noticed that you said a few yeah. times that you're like I think by saying that as well perhaps partly why I like playing games so much because in mm. games you're often kind of fixing Solving things and doing puzzles yeah. and that I think that is partly it that sort of that I like that kind of active involvement because you know after our vigorous debate a few weeks ago <laughs> about TV versus games. Um, I think it's yeah because it's, it's strange that a lot of in a sense like a game you don't has like story, but you go through it very slowly relatively mm. to TV actually because you have yeah. to do all these puzzles. But everyone in a sense also tends to do the same thing. It's, it's rare in games that you have really that much branching. Well, that's the thing that I kind of yeah. took like. Disagree, not disagreed with you but like kind of I see what you're yeah. saying but it's not what I see when people play games and the game that you showed me I mean you were just like running around a building and there wasn't even the graphics weren't even that great like it wasn't like beautiful to look at I think it's got and you were just like well I've got to go over this balcony I didn't find it very beautiful yeah so I think I think that's yeah, partly what I, I like about Mirror's Edge is just the general idea of it as well yeah there's this kind of dystopian sort of future there where these kind of rebel runners. Yeah. Also, I, I think I like it. It's quite a dreamlike thing. It's sort of mm. running around on rooftops because it's not like she can't fly. Yeah, but it sounds but stressful. It's yeah, yeah, it's stressful. Well, it's, it's it's like a dream as well, like that because when you fall as well, you kind of go <gasps> as you and so yeah. that is Ooh. like because you do fall in dreams and so yeah. you kind of like suddenly like you're falling towards the ground and you hear the sound of rushing wind and then it fades oh, out. Although, yeah, because like, the old one. In the first one, you used to go crunch. Yeah, it was that was even horrible. more distressing. There was just like you know little crunchy oh. bone noise. And you're like that's really horrible. Whereas at least this way, I think it's also because most maybe you do go crunch. I'm not sure, but anyways, <laughs> most of the time you're you're <laughs> you so high up that it fades out. So it's like if you drop if you fall off the top of a you know ten plus story building, then you have it takes a while before you hit the ground. So you fade out before mm. before that. But yeah, yeah and what, arms, the other you thing see your arms flailing all over the place. But like we all have prejudices and we all have mm. like blind spots and we have kind of privileges and we have things that we don't know about. And I do think like because I teach English to reluctant teenagers, 
and like you know trying just constantly every day you just get this kind of like well why you never get any enthusiasm for it which is a real shame it's just a constant like well why what's the point of this like what is this how is this going to help me in my life and just like immeasurably but like you're not at a point where you're going to hear that so I'm not even going to kind of bother in a way because that after the 50th time you've heard that you're just like well because I'm telling you to because like I'm endlessly having this conversation it's like you need like not need to but like it's important in our society that we're not just in our narrow view that we that there's a whole world of lives out there and that is one thing that literature is giving you um but I do think personally it sounds really ridiculous but yeah without going into too much detail I've definitely watched things recently where I've like even if they haven't been that amazing writing but because it's been a world that I know very little about after having watched it I'm like yeah it definitely had some prejudices there that I didn't kind of realize and now that I've watched it I've got kind of more insight into this world and I feel different like I feel like oh I've got a bit more what's the right word is it like I've got a bit more understanding and tolerance for this lifestyle or this kind of way of thinking whereas before I just had a very narrow view and like having watched a character that you get to know kind of go through things and like face challenges that are parallel to you know things that happen in real life but that I will probably never come across in my life it gives me like I feel like oh okay I've got a bit more like I've checked myself you know it sounds really silly but it's true definitely yeah I think that's so powerful because you can tell people things but they don't feel it unless they're emotionally engaged (laughs) yeah I think it's I was gonna say with the teenagers things I mean so like unenthusiastic teenagers is pretty much all teenagers and mm. anything I could kind of see you're right it's just but the age I do think there's that sort of thing partly though as well where when you're young also particularly now this well even when we were young there's so much marketing of stuff yeah. that you kind of a lot of like life is kind of just sort of interesting sensory experience yeah and so reading a book in a lesson is not interesting like that and I don't think because I have students that are very into be. reading yeah but they're not, it's a shame because there's not very many of them that are interested in studying it. You do get them yeah. every now and then. And maybe you're right, it's just the age. They're just not, you know, maybe in a few years they'll be like, oh, actually, I'm really interested in why this person. Well, I think it's some, in some ways, well, you have to kind of learn that there's that interest in inner world that you need to create yes, that's through it. sort of studying. And yes. that it is actually an interesting place that you, you kind of almost... And you can go anywhere. It's easy with to it. kind of avoid it, yeah, because you can just if you're just and, and in a weird way, actually, games are bad like that because mm. I don't think limited. they do. Yeah, and they don't encourage because they they are they're, they're not necessarily encouraging sort of imaginative or that's sort of the sort thing. Of that's what I mean. Yeah, research. And are yeah. they really realistically like? I'm sure there are games out there that do, but realistically, the games that teenagers are playing are they really broadening their horizons? Are they really teaching them about different? No. Yeah. Yeah. This dream I had to go to this interview was so stressful because I just knew I wasn't going to get it. I wasn't going to be able to do it. There was like running out of time. And my outfit was so hideous. But by that point, I just had to go. I was like these horrible sort of ankle socks over tights, like clashing colours. And this sort of Santa dress 
made out of that horrible kind of like nylon you know like santa hats like what they're mm. made of the whole mm -hmm. dress was made out of that sort of itchy and bobbly <laughs> all right i don't even remember what minute it is do you have, no, have you made a no note of that no one uh does. it's 14 is it isn't it okay i trust you because i haven't written it down but he's been so the bit before oh we're him, recording yeah the bit right. before with him showing his calendar and then, yes. and then leaving the boss's office, and now we cut to the night, and he's at oh, because the the bot because uh, Guy made a thing about his bad shaving, and yes. then we see him shaving, and the razor moves, and now this minute he's in bed, in his like, little thought child you bed. Said, like the shaver was, I thought that, like from the way you build it because you'd already seen ahead. I thought yeah. the shaver was going to kind of like animate. Yeah. Himself. Or was going to turn into possibly sort of a hand animation and it cuts away from the shaver there's no yeah. mention of the shaver again i know it's interesting um <laughs> but he's lying in bed but the, the horror music started last yeah in the last episode yeah. and then um uh yeah so he's he's lying there all freaked out with his eyes open um and then he gets up out of bed and he goes back into the the i don't think we see him get up he's just it just cuts to him being in the tv studio Art gets up but Okay. Yeah, into the TV studio with the egg box walls. Yeah. And he puts a picture, a photo of the boss in a frying pan. It's like yeah. a kind of voodoo thing because he's angry with him. Yeah, and adds some onions. Well, I don't know necessarily that it's angry because we kind of think in the in the first section, in the first bit, he's sort of saying these are the ingredients of the dream. So it's he kind of like, annoyed. Yeah. Um, but do you think onions are significant as well? Onions are kind of an angry thing, aren't they? Are they? Well, they make you cry. I think it's just like a base of a sauce. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And and then and that's with some butter, and then the TV yeah. starts up. Yeah. So he appears on the screen behind him, mm. and then. I'm um, wondering whether it's challenging that they're mm. doing film to get the TV, so you can actually film. Apparently, the TV. it was. I heard on the yeah. commentary. I yeah, can't I remember how they did it now, but because um, then he walks into the blue screen. Yeah. Behind. Uh, Which is a clever device. So we now yeah. know that he's dreaming. Yeah. Uh, and, mm. <laughs> and then he ends up in the office so he goes through the blue screen and then he's in the office and he's doing a task which is a very dream thing so he's just had this day stressful day first day at work and they've told him all this information that he hasn't fully understood and so now he's kind of like doing this thing he's cutting up bits of paper so there's like a surface with like scissors and bits of paper being cut up and his hands are enormous mm. and so apparently the hands well, are normal they're, they're... and they made a small set that's how they did that bit and the next bit i like right paper mache hands but this bit yeah because they've done it yeah because his hands yeah his hands look big because i was wondering how they did yeah. that because they, they did look kind of puffy though but and then, then i guess they yeah. digit from his arms so that his hands look bigger than normal yeah yeah, and then... Um, or maybe they're even a model. I don't know if his arms are like a kind of model. No, I think... I, I think don't think they did anything digitally. That's the point of Gonji. He's not doing digital stuff. Mm, I, think like a little, I think there's a little digital sneak in there. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to watch that second again. I'll, I'll watch again the commentary, but they he did... It's kind no, of it's point. got to be digital. Because uh, they had, they, like, his hands taper down to these tiny little arms. There's yeah, no but the arms else. are... But the like, hands are real. Yeah, the hands are real and the arms, I think, are models. So it's that like real dream like thing where you just can't do a simple task. Yeah, and it's that sort of thing where yeah, and you can't pick something up. Yeah. 
and then uh Serge and Guy come up and like just give them a load of information but I think they're talking backwards yeah I think they're uh, no, I don't know, are they? Voices, uh, yeah I think the sound is played backwards so it's just nonsense and really fast there's a, there's a lot of um wind blowing as well blowing yeah. around the office in the subtitles it interestingly has a lot of things where it says like you know um uh, he's humming and then muttering in French and you're like oh well, yeah he's muttering how would you know it's in French or not oh, is but, that what it says yeah <laughs> oh what the people isn't that Guy mm. muttering in French yeah uh and there's loads of post-its yeah like and now his hands of post-its on the wall his hands are even bigger yeah like, so now he's got this... these like papier-mâché hands that are massive yeah. and I think the studio must have been a small set mm. or something not quite sure yeah. how they did this bit well that is they've yeah they've made a, a film set which is like the office but it's yeah. much bigger so it's kind of all bigger, the furniture yeah. and stuff looks smaller yeah, and yeah the yeah. staircase is huge it's very yeah, the clever I like that it's cool yeah, yeah. And there's an enormous um, painting of uh, the ski map out of there oh. on, uh, on the wall. Yeah, it's fun. Um, um, and they're just sort of flailing around and he gets really angry and all the papers are like frying around the room. And Guy and Serge are just shouting at him. And he's asking for a break. He says, I need a little break. But he says it like, I like the way he says it because he says it in a weird sleep voice, like sort of mumbly, like he can't really speak properly. Like when you're trying yeah. to shout in a dream and you're like... <laughs> need a break um and he throws them onto the floor with his giant hands yeah uh and there's like kind of heavy metal music playing and they just go like wild <laughs> having a kind of fight all right yeah and then he goes into the boss's room and shouts at him and martin is sitting on his lap I yeah think. what there's there's that's other weird. weird bits here you know there's a there's a big red light over the boss's door which is unclear why that's mm. there and oh yeah, is she, it she's... oh i just put my hand up <laughs> yeah is it like he's like a pilot of an airplane because it's like his disaster drawings oh amazing so he's in the like pilot seat i don't know it could be yeah because the so office the like... boss's office is also huge it's very clever yeah. because we've just sort of seen it and so it's reusing the props so yeah interestingly without knowing this obviously because i haven't seen a head but you know where i was pointing out things like mm. that painting of the pair and the sort of um Oh. the uh little model of an airplane on top of the thing those are those sort of elements are drawn back in so it kind of you know situates you where you're like oh this is the same office it's just it's huge because we're in a dream yeah well, i don't remember a photocopier being in there before but maybe it was no but um yeah it's weird yeah so martin oh also when he goes into the office his hands are now normal size okay and Pretty one of the things i thought was really cool which i because I, I, I played this through frame by frame is that that backdrop which we talked about before of Paris. Oh yeah. Is kind of like a pop-up animation. So it's like a pop-up oh. book. And so as because I mean I've, oh, I didn't I've, I've, I've tried to uh, strictly stick to just the minute. And so yeah. he just storms into the office and um yeah Martine is on his lap and, and is thrown off backwards I think. Yeah. But as that's happening the kind of backdrop is sort of oh. folding up into place like a pop-up animation. Cool. One of the um Another little detail I noticed is there's a calendar on the wall that says Cats 2005. So that <laughs> oh. situates us somewhere in time. Yeah. And there's also on the tele, the and copywriting machine or whatever it is, the tele, the, the machine that is typing, during the fight sequence, it sort of spins around and I paused it on a frame and there's, because there's all these letters that are on it in big, it's a bit like an ophthalmologist chart. Yeah. And I don't quite know, it's, it's weird. So I wrote them down 
because they were too, I'm just going to find the exact frame number. Um, but yeah, so it's sort of in, uh, so yeah, at, at 13 minutes, 56 seconds. And so there's this big screen on top of the copywriting machine that has all these letters. And I won't read them all out because there's too many, but it's like A, E, D, N, R, P, B, C. Anyway, so I don't know how many letters in total, but I wrote them all down. Mm -hmm. And I did try putting them okay. into some kind of cryptogram solver. Didn't come up with anything. Uh, the letters which are missing, because it has all the alphabet. Oh, yeah. It also has the A, E word, uh, letter, mm -hmm. sorry, which I, I don't know how to pronounce, but that's on there. Slightly unusual. Oh. Um, they're not that's kind of dream lined up correctly. Yeah, but I feel like I felt like oh. there has to be some slight. I, I, I thought there was yeah. going to be a coded message in there. But I, I okay. Decode it. It just seems like it probably isn't, but it sounds like it kind of it adds just, to the disorientation. It, of it the doesn't theme. seem okay. Yeah, and so the letters but, F and J hmm. are missing. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe there is some hidden message from Gondry to his yeah. avid avid fans out there. Actually. Well, it may not also be from him. It could be also from whoever was just making, because it's kind of like if I you were making that set piece, it would be him? very tempting. To or now I might be confusing directors. Someone who said they actually don't like Easter eggs. They're not into it. I think it's Gondry. He said he doesn't. He's not into that. Yeah, he just wants it to be there. Like you interpret oh. it, but he doesn't put in like. So it's just music. random. But I might be remembering well. Cool. And uh, that's it, really, isn't it? That's where the yeah, minute. that's it. Ends. Oh no! Wait, no. He runs into the office and he says, "Oh, I didn't write down what he says." He says, uh, which I couldn't understand at all. I only got it from the subtitles. He says, "La Pampas is in Argentina, you idiot." Oh I yeah, thought the, you idiot. <laughs> um, that's like that when you go to bed and you're like, "Oh, I thought of the retort yeah. that I couldn't think of earlier, and that stupid yeah. person insulted me." Well, you know, there's, that's that's the French. There's a special French word for that, or not French phrase. Oh, because he this. says like, "We're not in the Pampas anymore." Yeah. And he's like, that's not even where I'm from, you dick. I'm Mexican. Right. Yeah, got it. But um, do you know about the French phrase? No. Spirit de Escalier, which is uh, the staircase mind. It's, um, <gasps> and uh, where's it come from? Uh, Dennis Durius, and it comes from Dennis. one of them. Anyway, okay. so it's kind of like where you, you know, you you kind of only think of the good retort on, oh. when you're on the staircase on the way Spirit out. Spirit de Escalier. Oh, cool. Yeah. And there was a staircase in the shop before, so that's nice. That's true, yes, yeah. Oh, notice. I would say, I'm, I'm oh. sorry, posting all these in the chat, and I know you hate them, but you'll have to drag them back out to put into the notes. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, listener. Yes. It's exciting now, isn't it? So we'll see yeah, what happens next into it. Bit. I, don't yep. know. I, wonder, I don't think this dream sequence is going to last too long. I, don't, I can't feel there's much more left. To dream no, about. maybe not. Maybe he'll wake up. Mm. All right. Cool. Bye. All right. Bye.